0: Oh wow! Welcome back to another episode of the new guys. Uh, I am River Butcher. I am back as one of the hosts. Thanks, Gabe, for doing this without me. Um, Glad to be back. I don't think I need to intro my full self this time. No, you're back. Do that. Um, Yeah, I just did stand up comedy in Seattle, so thanks to everybody that came. Um, And I'm glad to be back on the show. How was the episode with just you, Gabe? How did it go?
1: Well, it was good because thank God I already knew the guest. So it was someone yeah, yeah. that I Sorry had a that, prior but... relationship. No, you're fine. Oh my God. I think I it was so kind what you said, um, up top. So yeah, it was it was good. Um, it's our last episode with Alicia Rothweigel and I had already interviewed her like a couple weeks before. So we had a rapport. <laughs> Thank goodness. Nice.
0: Yeah, you already had it. You got to you were already ready to go. Well, I appreciate it. I just uh yeah, I had to I something had to, it was like literally like something had to give that week and it was this and I was just like I can't. I don't actually have it this week. And that's great that you <laughs> so can appreciate say that. the time and the space, you know. Yeah. Yeah, cuz often, you know, before I would like try to uh just like power through mm-hmm. and some sometimes you do have to power through things. Um but not always. No. <laughs> you know, you can always see and and also I just didn't want to try to re rearrange three people's schedules. Cause I just felt like that was too, that was too much to ask. Um, and so I was just like, I need to literally lay down. <laughs>
1: yeah. A big lesson for me has been, I used to just get so overwhelmed. And then when someone would suggest like, why don't you cancel one thing? I, it wouldn't have even entered my mind. Mm-hmm. I would be like, what? I couldn't yeah. possibly, yeah, or yeah. why don't you just ask for an ex? I'd be like, this is due. And they'd be like, why don't you just ask for an extension? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, an extension. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Learning how to reschedule, learning how to, you know, and I'm still learning, like, you know, checking extra before I say yes to something. I used to, my mode used to just be, I'd say yes to everything and then cancel later. Scarcity mindset. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Or just like, that was just what I did. (laughs) Like, I don't even know if, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but like, yes, and also, I don't even know if it was that. It was just like out of almost laziness, I would say yes to everything and then just cancel it. (laughs) You know, and it's like, and that wasn't all the time, but it was a lot, you know, and like I really, it it really created a lot of needless stress, you know, and anxiety to then be like, now I have to, you know, it's like, no dude, you could just like slow down and be like, hey, thanks for asking me. Let me double check. I'll get back to you and then getting back to somebody. It's the simple stuff. Oh, this is how, adults do things uh, but I didn't you know I didn't have a lot of adults uh, around me growing (laughs) up around a bunch of adults so (laughs) I get to learn now Um, and I was also just want to say this quickly uh, was in Japan for two I was gonna ask well almost two weeks it was nine days it felt like two weeks I'll put it that way and it was so awesome I highly recommend especially if you're on the west coast I would always tell myself I couldn't afford anything and I couldn't do anything, you know, and now there's scarcity mindset for Mm -hmm. you. And it's totally within the realm of possibility. You know, it is, uh, not like I was like, it's 10,000. It's like, no dude, it's like literally less than $3,000 altogether.
1: Yeah. It was you and a couple other people, right?
0: Yeah. It was me and my partner and my, our, our, one of our best friends. And like, it was not and we were not like penny pinch you know it was like very easy to keep it affordable so and also it's like beautiful there like in so many different ways i couldn't believe it um and there was this gay bar that we really well queer bar i should say that we really wanted to get to but we weren't able to and uh i do i do just want to shout them out cuz like i didn't get to go so i don't know how the vibe is but it seems like i followed them on instagram um, and I do just want to shout this bar out because I feel like they're doing a thing and and I told you about this already. Uh, the bar is called Goldfinger Bar in Tokyo. and they have like many queer bars, uh, specific night, like you know, theme mm-hmm. nights or whatever. Um, and what's incredible is like I first looked at it and my friend was like, oh, we can't go. They have a women only thing. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like look at this actually instead of just so I look and on Saturday nights, yes. Uh, they they are women only on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. Now I can tell, I can feel all of you going like, "Oh no!" Right <laughs> at, at the at the very least. Here's the thing: other nights they have a, a, a and they still use FTM, which is uh female to mm-hmm. male, which is a kind of outdated in American culture, trans culture. I guess maybe we don't use it as much as we used to. But on Monday nights they have a trans guys nights. <laughs> I love <laughs> Night, that. You know so. Which is, like, awesome, and I think Friday is just a night, you know, just, like, right, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, it might be 80s night or something. It's not, like, uh, gender or orientation specific, mm-hmm. but I'm just, like, that's how you do it. Because, like, I, as a trans guy, understand wanting to have a ladies sure. night that is only ladies at a queer bar. Yeah. Like, I fully get it. <laughs> However, doing only that doesn't feel great. <laughs> So, like, it's cool that they had the balance. Yeah,
1: as long as it's not, like, si- like cis women only, which...
0: I don't think it was. They don't really
1: say, but I remember, like, I was at the L.A. Pride Parade, and I was, like, certain things that are, like, for lesbians, some you can just tell are inclusive, and some you can tell are not, yeah. and it's really a vibe. Like, there's nothing explicit <laughs> yeah, on either it's one. It's just for some reason, like, walking up to one... I was like, okay, this seems positive. And then some other ones, it was just, I don't, I can't explain the ineffable quality that makes one of them feel super transphobic, but I just know it when I see it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know it's, it's difficult. And it's also like, that's the thing is, you know, I just am at this place. Like, would I love for people to not be that way? A hundred percent. But are people going to be that way? Yeah. If it's if it's not one thing, it's another. People, you know, I'm going to feel not great. So it's like I just – I try to just go where the, where the light is, you know, and where it's warm instead of, like, you mm-hmm. know, fighting all the – and, and that's just me. I'm not saying this because of anything you said. I'm just like – because I agree with you. It's like – but I can have that feeling about a lot of places and not just – that you know and for many other reasons
1: is there like a is there like some kind of font like i feel like there's like a font that lets me know (laughs) that it's like when it says like
0: girls there's transphobic graphic design is that what you're saying yes
1: like when it says girls only i'm like okay i know that that girl's only sign is inclusive of trans women and i know this girl's only sign is is uh, cis
0: only. Is it papyrus? Is that what yeah, really throws you Yeah, I think it's papyrus. These, the papyrus? F-
1: yeah, <laughs> I think it's sort of a bubble letter version of papyrus that I would say is a suspicious font.
0: Because <laughs> they're like, actually, we agree with Leviticus.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back. And uh, kind of speaking of this a little I was gonna bit, say, I brought this up. We're going to do, because this is, we forgot to mention, well, this is still up top, um, that this is a Just Us just us Guys episode. Yeah, Just Us Guys. <laughs> just me and Gabe today. Just Us Guys episode. And we're both
1: trans guys, and if you're listening for the first time, this is like a trans guy podcast yeah. for everyone.
0: For everybody. We're just uh just two people who make jokes and wear glasses. That's it. <laughs> That's all we do. So I sent, you were like, we can do listener mail, which we're going to do uh after the little intro that we're doing Mm -hmm. now and i was like well we should talk about this and i sent you this article from people and i'm sure that it's uh in a lot of other places but um the title is son 21 goes viral on tiktok for dressing up like his mom to see if he could pass as her
1: (laughs) and it has 30 million views
0: yes and the sub headline is the answer is yes he can so it's giovanni herrera who's 21 Uh, went viral for dressing up as his mother, Monique Meza, who's 41. Yeah. Um, And uh, he really did, like, do the whole thing. And they're like, he even... He even put on breasts Mm -hmm. to like put the whole thing. And so I guess I just wanted to bring it up because it's funny. They're like using all this same language that's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) passes as her. Some of it was to get discounts, you know, and then and then I guess they did a video where I think they I didn't watch the videos because I don't I don't want to see it. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) But like where they swapped out at a restaurant to to fool a waiter. And there's there's like I'm of. um three minds of this because i try not to be by you know there's no there's always a minimum of three yeah. right part of me is like enraged that this is like fun for people and they think it's adorable and at the same time uh our health is being stripped away of course you know and like we're we're like disgusting and this is like a fun little you know uncle milty thing and then there's part of me that's like yeah this is fun and also like yeah, we look like each other, mm-hmm. you know. Actually, and I don't even think you have to be related to look like other, you know, mm-hmm. other people. And like, gender is a thing you can put on and take off, and it is something that's on the inside. I guess this is maybe my second and third thing. Yeah, you know, like I'm trying to have both minds of it, but I guess it's just like to see that within the context of like what's happening in in uh, the the society, I guess, I in America with trans people specifically. Um. To then have this be this kooky kooky little. Now we're gonna make content together because that's the other thing. She's like, he's totally on board, and I'm like, so now there's gonna be these channels of like sons dressing up as their moms,
1: which is and but maybe drag. maybe it'll
0: do what we need.
1: That's drag. He's doing drag in public. That is drag. Yeah, he's
0: doing drag in public.
1: That is drag
0: yeah, for jokes and and views and yeah and and I'm like, may I mean maybe maybe I don't know. I can't see the future, and I'm trying to be positive about it, and maybe. Maybe it'll be good for us. I don't know. That people will be like, oh, wait, it's kind of just the same thing and it like doesn't matter and it's all fun anyway.
1: Yeah, I call this
0: you know? Mrs. Doubtfire activism.
1: <laughs> where we're like, god damn it. If Mrs. Doubtfire hasn't yeah. changed the conversation, what will? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, did I, speaking of Mrs. Doubtfire, because that's the obvious, you know, like, um, the thing? did I tell you about the drag show that I went to in San Diego where somebody did Mrs. Doubtfire drag and it was... <gasps> incredible no? it was one of the most incredible pieces of art i've ever seen actually um that night was like an incredible night san diego has some of the best drag mm-hmm. um and it was like a visiting house of of sisters or or whatever word they used uh drag performers and um they were very uh how do i say they were not like i don't know traditional is a weird word yeah uh, I, it's like I don't know what kind of thing. To, what's cool is like there's one that's named like grotesca who grotesqua who's like very like gross. Ooh, you know? I love and like gothy. Um, and then you know there was the Mrs. Doubtfire one, which I'll come back to. But then they also had a cis woman, love it, who's like one of her drag things was uh, flaming hot Cheetos. And then the other drag show drag performance that she did was kind of up to her haters who say you can't do drag because you're cis. Yeah, which was like awesome to see. And then the queen. The, the mother was like very gender bendy with like very like sculpted uh, five o'clock shadow facial hair and Ooh. like uh cool, like just very like royal stuff, but like short, very masculine, but still doing. It just was really awesome. And I was just like, oh, right. I forgot how incredible this can be. So she did <laughs> a, a performance to it was sort of a mix of music for Mrs. Doubtfire. Dude looks like a lady. Mm-hmm and then lines from the movie yes. with a vacuum cleaner. <gasps> and and I just my mind was being so blown about like oh my god like I forgot that like on a long enough timeline these things we can do anything we want essentially mm-hmm. you know cuz it's like yes did we need to discuss that it's like this is not great yes uh but can it also be turned into art by somebody else 100% mm-hmm. cuz the other drag queen grotesqua did did the silence of the lambs thing with the robe and stuff yes. and walked the room like tucked to that song yes. and I was just going like oh my god <laughs> you know like it was like oh nothing on a long enough timeline we can take anything back and we can change anything we want actually I you know? love
1: that I, I love taking things back I love that drag is able to do that um, and I mean, I see a lot of drag. I'm I love Dragula, which is like spooky drag, a spooky drag drag race show. Not even it's different uh-huh. than Drag Race. It's Boulet Brothers. Um, but I, yeah, I think I think trans women reclaiming styles of the lambs. I've seen my friend Drew Gregory mm-hmm. is doing a a shot a short film in my apartment that is is along those lines. And I'm like, I'm just like work. Yes, let's do it.
0: I mean, because in some way, you know, and I've I've read, you know, pages and pages of theory about these kinds of things. But and I think we just live in a time where we get to reclaim these things in a different way, because the truth is I was just as affected in a positive way by negative things Mm -hmm. that I was in a positive way by positive things, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like how i mean that's a great way to put well. that.
1: that's a really good way to put that. <laughs> you know what i
0: mean yeah it's like i'm not you know sometimes it's like am i am i happy about crumbs like yeah maybe but at the same time it's my life right you know so like i'm either gonna keep being angry mm-hmm. you know or or find you know my truth in it you know and find the power in it
1: i love that so, shout out to know. san diego drag what bar were you at do you know
0: Sh- Ah, it's I wish I had it. I mean, somebody on the other end of this podcast is screaming it. I know it's a name. It's somebody's name. It's like Murray's or something like that. It's Uh, let me. look. Yeah, somebody's so. about because uh,
1: I want to give shout out to the bar. Um, If people want to go there, it's
0: been around for like 30 years. It's had like a 30 or 40. Oh, it's Moe's. Okay, shout close. out Moe's Curry's is close to Moe's I feel like <laughs> Similar but, guy Yeah, shout out to It was at Moe's They have like a Drag I think every Wednesday Cute. And then they have like Visiting houses You know, one Wednesday a month They have a specific Wednesday And then they do drag brunch also So it's just like They're just cranking out the drag Love you know? <laughs> But it's great Definitely worth the drive down
1: Okay, do you want to Take a small break And come back for listener mail?
0: Yeah, I think that sounds great
1: Okay, we're back. It's listener mail time. So we got, I went through and we have a lot of, we have a lot of letters. Are you ready?
0: How many do we have?
1: We have five.
0: Okay. I was going to guess five. Also just want to let everybody know this is listener mail, M-A-I-L, not M-A-L-E, although it might be both. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we should call this segment listener comma mail, M-A-L-E, because we're (laughs) both. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, I love that because because also um, uh, on Drag Race they had like a a bad version of that and so this is us taking it back.
0: Oh, okay, great. Wait, did they already okay. do that and I wasn't aware they? No, they no,
1: can't. they used oh, to okay. do. They used to. I'll tell you
0: afterwards. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I think I remember now. Never mind.
1: <laughs> so this is a letter that I thought was really lovely about something you did that uh, that I didn't um, clock or do, but uh, it has to do with one of our episodes. Something that you said. So, oh, cool. This is. A message from Jamie, uh, which is they, he. Dear River and Gabe, I love this podcast so much. Listening to it feels like receiving a warm hug from the trans mask community. It moved me when River said to him, Laura Ann Carlton shot defending the pride flag she put in front of her shop was queer, but that was just his personal definition of queerness. He also said something about how he'd rather round up than down when considering queerness. Like many LGBTQ people, I grew up as an outsider, not fitting in and being a different kid. I later learned about my bi and trans identities, which which led me to identify as a queer person in the queer community. When I think about my friends throughout my life, some are LGBTQIA and some identify primarily with their sex assigned at birth and are attracted to people of a different sex than them. Almost all of these friends, however, are outsiders in some way. Most of them fall outside of societal beauty standards and people have treated them poorly because of this, at least at some point in their lives. Many of them also have a mental illness or neurodivergence. One example of such a person I'd like to share is a middle-aged mom friend I made when I briefly went to nursing school in the Midwest. She had a partially shaved head and was slightly offbeat. I met her before I transitioned when I had difficulty talking to people and wasn't very comfortable in my skin. At that time, she was one of the only people at school I could talk with naturally because I didn't feel any judgment from her and she was a little weird herself. She was raised in a hateful household towards people of color and gay and trans people. She lost her relationship with her family over her supporting her gay friends. She has LGBTQ friends and regularly goes to the local gay bar. To me, all of that is pretty queer. What would happen if straight and cis friends like her felt accepted and invited into the queer community, not as allies, but as people as deeply a part of and central to this queer community thing as any LGBTQ person? Mm -hmm. I think it would help everyone. Anyone who relates to or is drawn to the community or has identified their stake in it, come in. I believe it is important to acknowledge the unique type of marginalization LGBTQ people face and work to improve the conditions of our lives because of these marginalizations. I don't see that as a reason why having a queer identity should be reserved... For LGBTQ people, though, I'm sure these are conversations around this topic I don't know about or haven't looked into. I would love to hear what you both think about this or what you've heard discussed about it. What do you think the potential of more and more of the population identifying as queer has to offer? Thank you both so much for sharing your personal experiences with the Internet and making this podcast Jamie They he. That's a very nice email. Do you want to expand on what you were talking about um, with regard to that?
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially what Jamie wrote is what I'm saying, (laughs) you know, what they what they said, you know, and it's like. Here's the thing. I used to say this. I used to have a baseball podcast called Three Swings, and I used to talk a lot about how powerful my experience was in my independent baseball league that I've been a part of for quite some time. And I would say, and I would say this about politics also, um, that if you don't, if you know, go out, look for it, and if you can't find it, it sounds like it might be you that needs to start it. And so that's what I would say to Jamie is like you sounds like you uh ag- agree with me, you know, in a in a in a wide way of saying that. And so you just carry that with you in your life. And that's how you live your life, you know, and you express that like kindly and, and gently with other folks. And then you carry that out into the world, you know, because it's like uh and I'm sure, you know, the more you begin to find that as your sort of, oh, this is what I believe to be true for me. You will find the other people that 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 uh, agree with you. I'll say it's gonna be hard to find that on the internet. <laughs> Cause the internet's yeah, just so black and white and like it's not, I don't think, the best place to test that idea that someone who I, I you know, quote, identifies as sis het and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh cis, het yeah, that's enough. I was gonna say sis het straight and it's like I think I got it already. Um <laughs> you're gonna find people who are gonna argue that as opposed to finding people who agree with you. And I think out in the world is probably where you're going to find that, um, commonality, you know,
1: it feels more like DIY punk scene. Like it feels more like, like, um, you know, queer is used, was used to mean weird or like you're saying outside of societal norms. Um, and to me, I don't know that I would use the word queer just to me because it seems very confusing in terms of dating, but, uh, like who's available, (laughs) but, Uh um, but I would say like it's punk. It's certainly punk. It's certainly like something that you get to claim as like a uh, someone who is actually putting your money where your mouth is and doing yeah. the work and you're yeah. estranged from your family because of these beliefs and you go and support performers and you go and support drag, you know, gay bars and stuff like that. Like that to me is like, I don't know. I, I don't want to take queer from anyone, but I'm like, that's that's super punk, bro. Like, yeah. I
0: mean, like- it's all this. It's like, what are these, you know, words are just like you know, as yeah. close as we can get as limited humans to describe these things that are way beyond the words that they are, you know? So like for me too, the the practices also I would offer to Jamie and anybody else who's like vibing with what I'm saying is, you know, instead of instead of continually looking at where these people are queer, look at where we as the queer people in the equation uh, have a similar battle with somebody who's not queer as opposed to like, well, here's how they're different than us. You know, like it's somebody who didn't grow up, you know, gender nonconforming, didn't have to deal with that. And 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 I felt that way a lot, you know, because I, I had, you know, I had my own experience of that. And yeah, I, sometimes I, I'm like jealous, resentful, irritated at, you know, I don't know. cis straight white girls that get cast as queer because that's what a casting agent wants or whatever but i also just like don't know ever what a person's been through and i have to continually look at you know like that's the thing about uh solidarity which is that we have to find the ways in which we are oppressed as people you know, and not to mm. live by our oppression, but to find how, how, how is, because I think they mentioned somebody uh, who's, you know, not traditionally beautiful. And it's like, right. I guarantee you that person has dealt with the same types of cruelty and uh, frustration and, and sure. difficulties and well, honestly, lack of health care. It's like these things affect mm. us and, and I wish they didn't, but they do. And being yeah. able to see somebody else's experience as similar to mine as opposed to different than mine is the queer thing. And it's the powerful way that it's the only way we can move forward with any sanity. I'll tell you that right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I saw a really interesting tweet that was talking about like um, clocky cis girls. So like girls that are cis but they look like trans women and oh, how uh-huh. they're treated. Oh, and yes. there's a, a girl that I'm dating who's one. Uh And she is walks through the world and a lot of people assume that she's a trans woman and she has a lot of the same experiences that trans women have. Um, And, you know, I don't want to, like, take that away. I think she would probably relate more to a trans woman than even I would as like a trans guy.
0: Right. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, is that, like, these are the things where it's like, oh, we have this in common, actually. You know,
1: we were at 711 and the guy behind the counter just not doesn't even say hi. Nothing. She just puts her her wine down and he goes, how tall are you? And yeah. she goes, oh, I'm one." And then I like a little pipsqueak boyfriend standing up for her. I'm like, how tall are you, man? And he was like, I'm 5'9". And I was like, 5'8 at best. And then <laughs> I was like, no one asks how tall I am. I'm 5'2", by the way. And she was like, stop it. Stop. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what's he going to do? You're you're so much bigger than him.
0: Yeah. Marcella Aguila has a, has some great bits about this too, because she's also like a tall cis woman. And, yeah. And right. And it's like it's just honestly incredible to be to live at a time where someone would do those jokes with uh now she'd probably hit me in the head for saying this, but w- with empathy. You know, like mm. th- these jokes are like she is not she is not like somebody who's doing material about being e- emphatic or eh, having Mm -hmm. empathy she is like her jokes are raw her jokes are in in your (laughs) face all this stuff yeah but there is empathy towards trans women in the material the trans women are not the joke you know like she is in 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 community with that as as the whatever so anyways everybody should check Mm -hmm, that out she has mm -hmm. a special on um HBO or a max or what? Sorry. I should know the name of a thing, but um, it's a corporation. (laughs) It's not a person. It's name is not as important as a trans person's. Um, You should check her (laughs) material out. So I don't know. Does that answer that? I know we got a lot of letters, but I think,
1: no, no, I think that's the practice, Does
0: you know, and continuing to expand your own understanding. And also I, the last thing I would say is just like the, the words are a lot less important. You know, like if if you haven't read any uh, Leslie Feinberg, I highly, recommend reading some leslie because like their quote about you know i've been misgendered by people treating me with the utmost of respect and i've been you know uh uh uh, used the Mm -hmm. correct pronouns with people who are treating me with disgust so it's like yeah what 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 is the important thing here you know and 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 i think sometimes you know out of out of fear and trauma and abuse <laughs> as a, as a people yeah. like trans people, we can get a little too concrete sometimes. And I think it's important because to me, the whole essence of being trans is uh willingness to change openness to change, you know, that we can be whatever we want to be and we know who we are. So yeah. uh, having those two things is like, you, you, what can't you accomplish? You know? And I don't, my, my identity does not rest on someone else's shoulders. For so. sure.
1: But I would say, listening to each other without a hierarchy like listening to everybody's you know experiences and stuff yes
0: i think that's a great point
1: um anyway that was a great question jamie thank you
0: non-hierarchic practice non-hierarchical thinking loving listening all of it like that's mm-hmm. fighting fucking dr- losing dreaming winning non-hierarchical
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> these are not questions these are just really quick two people wrote in beard tips and i wanted okay. to read them so we don't okay, have to great. answer these if you, unless we want to okay this is from lex he, him Hey guys, love the show and your other work. Just listened to the episode where y'all discussed minoxidil and I wanted to share a few things. One, it is highly toxic to cats. Yes, my boyfriend okay. wanted to mention this too. Good to know. I have two cats, so I only use it in the morning before I leave the house and make sure to wash both my hands and the sink extremely well after applying. <laughs> then I make sure to wash my face thoroughly when I get home since my cats love nibbling on my stubble. LOL, I think they're intrigued by the way the texture has changed. Two, I relate to Gabe since I also can't use it more than once a day without my skin burning, turning red, and peeling off. It still works if you use it once a day; it'll just take longer. I'm about 1.5 years on tea and have been using it once a day for five months, and I've definitely seen progress. Yeah, bitch, you already have you already have stubble. I'm 1.5 <laughs> years on tea; I got nothing. Anyway, okay, three. From what I've researched, you have to use it consistently for six months for the hair to become terminal hair, the coarser, thick beard hairs, as opposed to the vellus hair, a.k.a. peach fuzz. And stick around. If you stop before hair reaches terminal phase, they'll potentially fall out and revert to peach fuzz. No. Our Minox beards and our FTM Minox beards have been useful for me. This on Reddit. Thank you so much for making this podcast. I'm always psyched when I see a new episode drop into the feed. Lex, he, him. By the way, River, <laughs> I want to say, I saw you in person the other day. Your beard is looking lustrous.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> it's really coming in. I saw Thanks. you. I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we ran into each other. Yeah, no, it's coming in. I, I um, you know, just to, I, so I was in Japan for like 10 days yeah. and I missed, you know, like I left on a Monday, my dose. I do my shot on a Sunday. I do my testosterone shot for Anybody mm-hmm. who's not trans and doesn't know No, what I'm your talking vodka about. shot, um, okay. <laughs> and I do my testosterone shot on Sundays, so I was gonna miss one, and I just mm-hmm. happened to go see my um, my doctor. Uh, what are those doctors called? Jesus, I'm not back fully. I don't know, from my Japan. gender
1: doctor. I, t- I call it's, it my gender doctor.
0: They have a specialist that uh, uh, that oh, does, endocrinologist, thank you, endocrinologist. And she was like, Oh, you can just do two doses at once and then skip a weekend and then come oh. back and get back to one. She was like, People do that what? for travel. Cause usually I was like, I need a letter so I can take it through customs. And she was like, Well, Shit. if you're only gonna miss one dose, and I was like, That's so much easier than traveling with everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did it and I really actually feel like doing a double dose. I like my voice changed <gasps> while I was in Japan. I like woke up one morning and I was like, Oh, it's does my voice sound different to you? <laughs> and and, wow. and my my friend and my partner are both kind of like a little bit, like not a lot. But yeah. I just, I actually like experienced my voice in a different way and I feel like the beard was kind of part of that too. And then, you know, I didn't, I didn't do extra, I didn't continue to do, I guess you can do it bi-weekly if you want to. But I'm like, that's too much to keep in mind. <laughs> you know, I'm going to forget and get myself too much i had that's awesome i had
1: like a meltdown because i i went and got like it all checked or whatever and it was lower than last time Uh and i was like what the hell man and i like wrote a feverish email to my doctor and then she was like yeah when you check it on different days it's different levels because in my head i was like i'm reverting
0: oh did she not tell you a specific day to get tested because my my doctor did
1: I also like, no, I know. And I didn't uh, do it right. And I also know that. And no, no, no. It's just, not that like, you didn't do it right. And, I'm just
0: like, because yeah. she was like, if you do it on Sunday, then the best day to do it is Thursday. Because if you do it too early, then it's going to be like, whoa, buddy, too much testosterone. And then if you do it after, it's like, hey, so. Yeah. um I also started using a different, I started using beard oil. And I think that's kind of part of why it looks nice when I'm out.
1: Yeah, that must be it.
0: A little bit of it. But it has it has grown in considerably in the last couple months. Love.
1: Okay, this is another thing with beard tips from someone named Chip, which I love. Oh, I love it's that a name. Great name. Okay, a great
0: Great choice, my friend.
1: Hi, I know some people who are on T that want a deeper voice with no facial hair are on <laughs> DHT blockers. Ooh, that's interesting. Also using a razor with a lot of blades, chasing, changing out the razor blades often. Using a nice aftershave. Using Stridex after shaving. For acne, I know people on a Dow- Baleen gel, like different. So those are just some things to think about if people are interested.
0: Yeah. That was for the person who wanted a deeper voice but didn't want right. the facial hair, which is why we're talking about beards to begin with.
1: Yes. Um, okay. So now here's um, a question. And uh, I, you know, this is going to be shocking to everyone, but it turns out it's a trans person with the name River. Can you believe? I
0: can't believe okay. it.
1: <laughs> Can you believe it? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay i used to have such a unique name before i changed it and now it's like not very
1: <laughs> i will say combined river buddy butcher that's pretty yeah unique, that's a, it's river. pretty unique yeah yeah okay hi thank you advice shared experiences hello gabe and river my name is river name twins I would like to first say thank you for the space that you have created with the New Guys podcast. Your podcast creates an inclusive space for all individuals, including young trans people like me, who often struggle to find a space that validates and understands our identities. I also want to say an extra thank you to Gabe for sharing your experience of settling for femininity as a child. Not sure how to word that. (laughs) I have only recently discovered that I am trans and I have been wanting to present myself in a more masculine way. However, I still find myself gravitating towards feminine clothing. I am now wondering if I find feminine clothing to be safe because I have presented in a feminine manner for most of my life or if I'm genuinely more comfortable in quote unquote women's clothing. I was wondering if either of you has similar experiences or thoughts on how to differentiate between comfort and settling for safety. Thank you again for all you do. River, he, they.
0: What do you think, Gabe?
1: I. Okay. Okay. It's funny, like, because when I first started transitioning, and I was changing out all of my clothes, I got some pushback on the internet, because I said something about wanting to change my clothes from women's clothes to men's clothes. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of people, some well meaning, some trying to be condescending. So I got pushback in two ways. The first way was people being like, hey, Gabe, it's okay. Like, clothing doesn't have a gender, man. Like, You don't have to change out your clothes. You can keep the exact same clothes (laughs) and you would still be a man. Don't worry. And then uh, the second group, (laughs) sure, in a beautiful, perfect utopia. But but
0: that's the thing is like both of those things are true and not true. You know what I mean? It's like.
1: Yeah. And then the second one where people being like, hey, it's fucked up that you were saying clothes have a gender. It's super fucked up that you would say that. Right. So it's like two, two ways of approaching me.
0: Um, and which is why just to pause for a second, I said, yeah, you're maybe not going to find the thing of the, you know, the sort of (laughs) spiritual utopia of like, oh, what is actually queerness on the internet? So don't go there for that (laughs) because people are going to (laughs) get very mad at you. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, come here for that.
1: It's a great point. Um, (laughs) Our spicy little trans podcast. Okay. So, so the thing is, is that I wanted to wear the clothes that made people call me the right thing. That's
0: it. The right thing meaning what lo- you want.
1: What I wanted to be called. Yes, yeah. correct.
0: Not what other people so, think.
1: <laughs> exactly. Now, a really great example is former guest Sage Rosenberg, who now having like a non-binary person who now mm-hmm. quote unquote passing as male due to facial hair and, and body type and whatever um, now dresses super femme. Uh And has written about feeling comfortable doing that now because of certain other physical characteristics that they have gotten. And I'm wondering, like, if that will change for me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think there are things that feel safe and comfortable to me or easy to me in a certain way. But that's just because I have my reps in that. Like, Uh I know what to wear to a wedding as a woman. You go get a dress from a store. You get some heels that are that same color. Bada bing, bada boom. I know that, like... If you want to go out to dinner, throw on a jumpsuit, baby. That's one That's one piece of clothing. Um, it's basically a blanket. But like as a guy, right, to get ready for this wedding that I went to, it's like a nice shirt and then you got to get cufflinks and then you got to get a tie and then you got to get a suit mm-hmm. and you got to get the shoes that go with the suit. And like that has to be tailored. And it's like, oh, it's like multiple pieces, which is not my energy. My energy is like w- put on one like dress was a dress was amazing for me. So I'll just throw right. it on and be like, wow, people think I'm dressed up. This is a, a fun you trick. You were such a
0: guy about your women's clothing is what you're trying to tell me.
1: Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I was like, throw it on. Whatevs. Um, a skirt. Oh, the breeze. I love Easy, it.
0: Easy breezy. Yeah. Easy
1: breezy. Um, So I think like, but I think it's uncomfortable to me because I'm just not used to it. Like I'll get used to it. At a certain point, I'll feel very comfortable and like it won't feel like a whole to-do to put on sure These certain male things i think i don't know i'm guessing what do you think
0: well i mean for me it's a completely different experience where it's funny that this is coming up because i don't i don't remember exact if i was like witnessing this or if i saw it on i, I like i follow a lot of like I have always loved men's clothes since the, since as long as I can remember, there was a time where I was fine in dresses. It was not a time that I remember, (laughs) you know, like Mm. I think when I was like under four or three or something like that, my mom put me in dresses. I didn't care, but there was a very distinct time around four to six where I, and I asked her about this and I was like, you know, was there a moment? And she was like, yeah, you would say it itches, you know? and oh. i i had seen the leo baker documentary and he said almost the exact same thing and i remember that and my mom would be like but there's no lace and i would be like yeah i know i just i, I, I like i just couldn't stand the way it felt on me you know oh. um and i wanted to wear boys clothes I wanted to wear men's clothes you know I wanted to wear and all this is again in quotes you know of course
1: right in quotes yeah
0: but you know we live in a society and there are gendered clothes and that's what I wanted mm-hmm. you know it's like I wore my grandpa's mm-hmm. suits and my friends wore my grandma's dresses when <laughs> we played dress up or whatever I would like I went to this all girl school so I'd be like I'll be the dad like every time we played dress up I yeah. put on like a vest and stuff like that
1: I would play dress up but I would play dress up with clothes that were like like a mink stole <laughs> and like a big hat. Like I was doing yeah, drag yeah. all the time. All it was the time. drag, drag, yeah. drag.
0: And so so I, I follow a lot of men's like clothing that I'm into, specifically the types of, like I like work wear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I follow a lot of that on Instagram. And one of the more recent, it's probably going away a little bit, but one of the trends is that, you know, men wear these like high-waisted like chino pants, high-waisted Western wear jeans, Western cut mm-hmm. jeans. And I had this passing thought. I was like, I would love to do that. And I literally was like, I just, it's too feminine. Like even that for me that that I don't know for me again, I don't yeah. think they look feminine. I think they look pretty masculine, but yeah. I, I imagine myself in that. And I just, am like, I can't, I cannot do it. Uh, because like my, the, the remaining dysphoria that I, body dysphoria, gender dysphoria that I have, mm-hmm. um, That's 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 difficult is around my hips that that has always been it. And I definitely disordered eating, if not an eating disorder to uh, maintain no hips (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) so that I didn't mm -hmm. have that, you know, that when I put on men's pants, they they were straight down as much as I possibly Mm -hmm. could. Um, And even now, I like that is when I see photos from doing stand up, that is the first thing my, my eyes go to and I go, oh, God damn it. It's wild, know. you know, and so that, you know, is an internal process that, you know, I get to keep accepting and, and there's part of me that you know, I, I wish that, and maybe I will. And like you're saying, it's like, maybe it'll be different, but yeah. I just don't, I, I think it's awesome. I love it when quote men wear quote women's clothing. Mm-hmm. I love it when quote women wear quote men's clothing. You know, it's like, I think it's right. all fun for me. It actually doesn't feel good. Like, I yeah. could look incredible, and I would probably be like, I hate this, and I have to take it off.
1: <laughs> it <In> a <juice. laughs> You know? There's, like, a, a, spe- a fun spectrum, I'm realizing, because this person was talking about safety. And it's, like, when I had, like, short hair, like, when I buzzed my head, right? I was, like, and I was just starting tea it was like the safety was like, okay, I'm going to wear women's clothing because I still kind of look like a woman. Okay, I'm going to wear women's clothing. I'm going to wear women's clothing. Now it's like, I wonder if like with my mustache and stuff, if I wore women's clothing, it would be dangerous again.
0: Right. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 I don't know.
1: You know, fascinating.
0: That's wild. So yeah, I forgot about the safety thing. And I just wanted to add one other thing. It's like, yeah, I think that eventually, at a certain point, you will find the Inner, you know, the intersection of those two things, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like, you don't have to, you can be gentle with yourself. I think that's the most important thing is like, don't be so worried that you're, dre- you're wearing stuff to be safe. It's like, yeah, dude, we have to wear stuff to not um, get sunburned and not uh, right. <laughs> freeze to death, you know? Right. So it's like, there's myriad reasons why we wear things. And like, yeah, just be really gentle with your little sweet self. And like, you know, sometimes I go into a store or go into a space and I got to really connect with like a little inner kid in there, you know, that's many mm-hmm. different ages and let them go shop and be like, why don't you oh, get like five things and show me what you like, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and, and really see what I like. Cause like, I feel like yeah. that has also been a big part of transition is like, I get to actually really see what I like, you know, which is why I'm not like, yeah. ugh, get this stuff away. I'm like, this is, it's physically hard for me. But that doesn't mean yeah, I don't like it. You know, I'm, I'm open to the possibility that I might, you know,
1: I miss jewelry in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot about like what what level of quote unquote passing I'll have to get to before I can just wear a bunch of like rings like a pirate. Oh, you know? I think
0: you could totally do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm always wanting to wear that stuff like men's and I yeah. have bags and I just like I'm like, this is unpractical. I'm like always yeah. like, I'm gonna scratch my car. I'm like, let's just wear Yeah, my exactly. I was like, I'm gonna
1: wear I'm gonna so be, many rings. Gonna I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna be like one of those kind of like Keith Richards sort of swishy guys. I yeah. mean I anyway. love
0: that for, I think you should give it a shot. I don't I personally don't think there's like a moment that you need to wait for, but I get it. I think you yeah. could pull it off as well. I'm trying to throw that out there for you, Gabe.
1: I appreciate as,
0: it. As as like a uh one of those little uh ladders that they throw off the side of a ship for you. <laughs>
1: because pirate.
0: <laughs> because pirate exactly.
1: A legitimate gender.
0: <laughs> Do we have another one?
1: We have two we have two last ones.
0: Two last ones. okay great. that's I feel like that's perfect timing.
1: Perfect timing. Okay, this is from Eli. Hey there team. I love how people choose to start these. Okay. yeah. I hope you're both doing well. If you're up for it, I have something that's been on my mind lately that I'd be interested to hear your thoughts and experiences on. I'm a trans-mask guy in my late 20s and started transition in my early 20s, post-high school. I don't keep up with many of the friends I had in high school. The TLDR version is that early in my transition, my best high school friends weren't giving me the space and support I needed, so I felt it was best to part ways and have felt at peace with that decision. After a lot of time and processing, I've thought about what it might be like to re-enter those old friendships, but in hindsight, I think the person who they were friends with in high school was largely a front that I was putting on and wasn't really me. For that reason, I've chosen to not reach out and re-spark those friendships, and I still feel at peace with that. I am nearing my 10-year high school reunion and feel a fair amount of anxiety and conflict about whether to go. I feel some anxiety around what it feels like re-meeting the same people, but as a pretty different person myself. As I'm typing this, I'm realizing that cis people probably go through a version of this. We all grow after high school. But something about the trans experience perspective feels grander and different. Permission is granted to rephrase my word salad of a question to make more sense. Any thoughts on the matter are much appreciated. So the question is, should this person go to their high school reunion? Um, And is is there something like to the perspective of going back and re-meeting everyone 10 years later as a trans person? that They, they think cis people go through this too, but in like, you know... It oh, feels for, yeah. grander or different, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, was, have you
1: been to a reunion?
0: Well, as I was listening to this, which is why I missed the question because I started thinking about myself, uh, is <laughs> I uh, have <laughs> not. And I was like, damn, I should see if people want to do a 25-year <laughs> reunion because I missed Are you serious? 20. Well, I missed 20. It would have been you 20, wanna 2021. Do? You want to go? Yeah, I actually like, I'm like, I would see those people, you know? Like, actually, I mean, I keep- I'm in touch generally with a a handful of them on Instagram um, because we've either, we've just reconnected or reached, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, here's, here's my experience. I have a little more time out, you know, 10, you know, 20, 21 Mm -hmm, years, mm -hmm. 22 years at this point is longer than 10, you know, 10 is is like long, but it's not that long, you know? So I have a different experience and, you know, I wouldn't have been trans, necess- I wouldn't have tr- transitioned, I should say, uh, had I showed up at those other ones. But I will say I did want to go for some reason. I don't know why.
1: Well, is it a religious school?
0: Yeah. It's a Catholic yeah. high school. Um, uh, huh. But I personally, where I'm at now, I don't, I, I feel totally safe going into any building. Um, wow. And if I don't, if I don't feel safe once I get into it, I leave, you know? That's true. You um, can always don't, leave. Yeah, I can always leave. And I don't actually in keeping in touch with a handful of people, I'm like, if somebody's like whacked out on uh some religious crap about me, I'm just gonna be like, hey man, peace be with you. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna pull a Catholic thing and say that say that the thing to them. You know, I'm technically Catholic, but um yeah. I just you hey. know, it's not it, it's like I don't I'm not like a vampire that's walking into sunlight. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> And and for me, like going into those spaces and believing that it's going to be okay is like a really important uh, thing in my life. And then going, if it's not okay, then I have the power to leave. Like that's going to be all right, you know. But I think if you have a desire to reconnect with these people, and it kind of sounds like you do, you know, um, I mean, there's something in going. I would say this: if you're going to go, if it involves travel, if you have to like go stay someplace, have a plan B.
1: Yeah. Have a plan B that's, that's yeah. like,
0: I'm going to take myself to a movie if I don't like it. I'm going to yeah. go to the, I don't know, arcade or something, you know, like find yeah. a fun activity that you can go to last minute if you're like, A, I don't even want to go or B, this sucks and I got to get out of here and be like, see you guys, you know, have yeah. a plan B. I think that's yeah. great advice all the time. It's not mine. I got it <laughs> from somebody else, but I think that's a good way to walk through the world to always have a little plan B in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I would not I've had the opportunity to go back to various things just as even just as a queer person um, and I haven't I've met up with uh, other LGBTQ people from my high school at like a gay bar near my town Mm -hmm. but um, I have not gone to any official reunion stuff I just don't I get it like if this person didn't feel like they had space and support at the time and it was only like 10 years ago, mine would be longer too. Um, mm-hmm. Then I understand feeling like, well, what's the hope now? I guess the hope now would be like, well, times have changed a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I, yeah. I keep in touch with the few people I keep in touch with and they have way different lives than me. They don't really understand like me, but they are fo- They're like, yeah, mm. it's funny. Like, one of my friends I was like are you are you is it weird how I turned out or whatever and she was like I don't know you always kind of like dance to the beat of your own drum and I was like I love that being queer and trans is like just an extension of me having been a weird kid like it's just (laughs) like I don't know you were always kind of artsy like yeah I mean but
0: that's you know that's to them though that's that's the other thing is like you just I mean that's the thing like what's the point in having hope? I don't know. I don't have to have hope, but I can be open to the possibility that they might be different than I think they are. Yeah. Because if, if I don't go, if I never talk to people, then I'll never know whether they've changed or not. And like, yeah, there's always a possibility that they haven't, but I will, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's like, and I don't know if I'm going to reconnect with somebody who's going to go. Cause that's the thing I've had people, and and were we desperately close in high school no were we uh, right. adversaries no somewhere in the middle because there's a lot of that in mm-hmm. high school who are like i'm just so happy for you and mm. i a, and they don't say anything specific which is nice yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. do i think it's because of transition yeah but also yeah. i think it might be other things you know like and hey and man that's a- i love your comedy <laughs> I, well, I don't know. It's like they're just yeah, it, it just people, and and that's the thing is like I think as trans people, it, it, it's and I get it. We come by it very honestly. It's hard to let people love us sometimes because we've been so hurt often by these things. Yeah, but and we have I, to
1: open ourselves up to hurt so much more than the average person. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, just by just by doing what we do, and so mm-hmm. I guess I'm just always of the mindset of like. Is this really as bad as I as I'm making it out to be? And if it's not, yeah. then can I go? Can I support myself and be open? Because like, also, you went to high school with other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you never know what those right. people are going to show up with. You know that a lot that of the like, gays
1: I wasn't even friends with. A lot of the gays right. I wasn't friends with in school.
0: And like people that I probably wasn't nice to in high school. You know what I mean? Like, there's a whole slew of you people you knew they that-
1: were gay. Or you <laughs> saw they were gay and you I were didn't, like fuck I was mean, you.
0: I, I was bullying all the qu- no. I just mean like you know people <laughs> that I thought were dorkier than me or something like to try to yeah. feel better about myself. And it's like I could go and and focus my energy on oh man I was not kind to this person and they were nice to mm-hmm. me or I could have been kinder. You know whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's just I guess the thing is like it's always about you know and this is part of transition and, and accepting myself as trans as well is like oh how how wide can I open the lens of this mm-hmm. and stop looking only at this one little thing, you know, how, how yeah. I, cause I, I can get very myopic, you know, and just think about, well, it's just th- these people and how are they going to be? And it's like, well, I went to school with like 200 other people, <laughs> you know, and like, they're not all going to come, but I might be surprised by yeah. who does, you know,
1: I, you know, who's interest. There's like so many people from high school that it's like a very interesting thing to track where like, there was I, I really you know, who I got to talk to maybe not. I don't know. But there was a guy who like fully came out to me as gay and is now married to a woman. And I have a lot of questions. Mm.
0: So he's like, I want to know. Maybe? I don't know. I is need to know.
1: Yeah. I I need to know.
0: Well, what it sounds like is we're all going to each other's high school reunions together. I think that's what we're Love offering it. this person. <laughs> Love it. So do we ha- do we have one more? Because we're, yes, we're we have right one at more. the end have- of her. Our- OK, great. Yes. Let's do it.
1: Okay, well, first of all, this person does not know about the existence of Murph, and that's truly upsetting. Okay. Oh. Hi, Gabe and River and Beans and River's pet if he has one. Wow. <laughs> if you don't yeah. know about Murph, get I on the I guess I got to
0: blow up the feed a little bit more.
1: Yeah, post Murph. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you for doing the show. It has been a really fun and meaningful experience listening to it so far. I'm always excited by the guests that you choose to have on as well. You address things with such honesty and nuance. I really appreciate it. TLDR, how do I know how much I am letting my attraction for people on T influence my want to go on T? To what extent does internalized transphobia and the idea that masculinity is ugly affect my fears? I am EJ, any pronouns, and I am trans non-binary and 19 years old. I've been seriously considering going on T for the past month or so, but I haven't made a decision or started the process yet. When I first came out to myself a few years ago, I was considering getting top surgery when I was older and was going to an all-girls school. I've since started college and most of my friends are trans, which has been great for getting to be trans more openly and easily without people asking too many questions." I cut my hair a few months ago, and my friends and I started joking that I was mailing myself strategically for leftist organizing reasons, so like becoming Mm -hmm. male strategically, which has evolved into us joking about me going on T to further mail myself and making a mental list of pros and cons of testosterone. I started realizing I was getting jealous of trans people who were on T, but also maybe just attracted to them. I don't know many non-binary people on T, and most of my trans friends aren't on hormones, so it wasn't really something I had considered. Ugh, relatable. Okay. Recently, some trans people a couple years older than me who had been on T helped me make a written pros and cons list and I was feeling excited like I wanted to do it in the next year or so. The thing I'm not sure about is that I also have feelings for and been attracted to the people who helped me make the list. So I feel like maybe I just want to be like them and I like the attention from them. I think a lot of my performance of mainstream femininity in middle and early high school was because of my strong attraction to girls and wanting to look like them and show off my body like them and get their attention. And I'm feeling similarly about this. I do know that transness is not a social contagion because this feels a bit bit different i'm worried about getting visibly trans out in the world and i'm autistic so i have a hard time with change i also want to explain things to my family when they ask questions i also don't want to wait too long because the trans laws are changing so fast i live in minnesota which is a safe a trans safe state but you still never know what could happen Something I'm also curious about your thoughts on is I want to go on low-dose gel because I want to see the changes slowly and I want to look trans or like a person one year on T or so and then stop. I know you can never know exactly what's going to happen though and I know that trans masks have talked about, as my friends calls it, the ooification of trans masks or thinking of them as just cute and not manly. There's an idea that they are ruining their beauty by appearing more masculine. I'm worried about looking too manly but I don't know if that is internalized transphobia or because I'm not a man. I know this is long and some details are not important so feel free to cut stuff out thanks ej okay ej <laughs> i just want to say it seems like you are overthinking a lot
0: yeah i mean you that's what i was gonna to say Is like
1: rip apart each little part of being trans you're trying to analyze every single little bit of being trans and uh, i did that which to myself makes that they
0: said they're they're like neurodivergent right so it's like that makes sense well yeah right? i'm
1: also autistic i get it <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah i'm, I'm totally trying to I'm, as
0: a non i i don't think i'm neurodivergent i'm like that sounds like part of that right
1: yeah, I mean I think so. Is that I an think, okay
0: thing to it, say? I'm trying to yes. I'm trying to be understanding. Okay.
1: Yes, because there, you know, from what I understand about OCD and my friends that have it, um a lot of it is going back and forth and never being sure of things and I think that yep. that happens with autism as well is that you go, well I need to get to the root of why this is the situation. Why uh-huh. am I non-binary? Why am I? Why am I trans? Why do I want to go on T? Why do I want these things? And honestly, it doesn't matter. I know you want to understand yourself. You want to go like to a place where you are like, okay, I think I've reached self-awareness. But you already and do I'm at peace, and I understand myself. But like, it doesn't. It, you just, the the I want to is enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just not like that. You're already there. Like you. Yeah. You you've you've written us a tome of like every little bit of the thing. And it's like, yeah, you're already there. Do whatever you want. And the thing is like, the thing is about this, and I want to be as as gentle and loving about what I say, is that mm-hmm. you can't be in full 100% control of what happens. You know, like, yes. because that's not how life works. It's not how nature mm-hmm. works. It's not how bodies work, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, you just get to be you. And like my experience of this has been I've just been more me, you know. And then the results are kind of I leave those up to nature, the universe, God, whatever it is, you know, in, in my life. And and so I think the the thing that I feel like this person is is maybe missing is trusting that everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean everything's gonna look and and feel and 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 your life is magically everything's gonna be exactly what you want. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that you're going to f- take a step forward and everything's going to be okay. You are you are going to be okay.
1: Yes, I think there's this especially with autistic people and I'll say this for myself, there's a desire to find control by pathologizing. So Mm -hmm. you're like, I will have control of this situation because I am going to make tons of pros and cons lists, and I'm going to, like, deeply pathologize my attraction to certain people, and I'm going to decide if it is good or bad that I'm attracted to them, and is is the reason I'm attracted to them good or bad, and is the reason I want this good or bad, and, you know, all these things. Even saying, like, oh, I'm becoming more male to get into, like, leftist organizing, that's a funny joke, but it's also, like – you're 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 trying you're trying to like put yourself in a box or come up with like a reason to do certain things or what it means to be a certain mm-hmm. thing um and yeah. like i think once and i had all of these insecurities and problems uh going into transition too going into i'll say going into going on hormones that was like i overthought a lot of it and once you're on them i will say like 3 months in i was like none of that matters glad yeah, to be every, here like glad to be on changes. them doesn't yeah. matter <laughs>
0: And, and I think pros and cons lists are are a valuable tool, but that's all they are. They're not mm-hmm. the answer, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I still have to look at that list and go, okay, what do I want to do? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? It's like, what do I, River, who am I, and what do I want to be? Like, what am I? You know? It's like, mm-hmm. and it's only up to me. And I, I agree with you, Gabe. I feel like the, the, the leftist thing is, is a funny joke, so I'm not, like, taking it, whatever. But I think, you know, it's objectifying ourselves in a way that I think can be a little dangerous, tricky. Maybe tricky is a better Mm -hmm. word than dangerous. Because I Mm -hmm. think, too, the internet has been a powerful tool for us as trans people, as a movement, uh, as leftists, as a movement, as autistic people, as a movement. I think Mm -hmm. that it it has been important. And then there's a point where it sort of tips over into, (laughs) have you ever seen Batman Forever? You know, the one with Jim Carrey? Absolutely. Where he plays the Riddler and then at the end. And then he's like, his brain is like doing all this stuff because he's got yes. too much information in there. That's what I feel like it be, it can become very quickly. <laughs> and it's like, I got to close the laptop. I got to put the phone away and I got to sit with myself or go for a walk if you can't sit with yourself um, mm-hmm. and spend just a little bit of quiet time with yourself and go, what do I really want to do? You mm-hmm. know, and, and and the more you do that, the more I've done that, I should say, the more I've done that the less it matters what people say to me about my choices or I shouldn't say matters, but it doesn't affect me as much. And I'm not as like on the shaky ground that somebody can point a finger and say something to me. And it's just not that upsetting to me because I know deep down inside that I'm doing what's right for me and everybody gets to do what is right for them. And that is something that I've built and I continue to build. Um, But it's through this process that, that I was able to really start that, you know?
1: Yeah, EJ you sound like me a year and a half ago. So, you're on a good you're on a yeah. good journey.
0: And just be gentle with yourself, you know? Drink water, yeah. eat snacks, make tea, you know. <laughs> but it's just like you can't do it for anybody but EJ, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh well, River, do you have anything that you'd like to plug as we go out of this listener mail episode?
0: No, I mean, I think uh, I I don't know. oh uh, well, my special's coming out at some point. I did get a cut of it, so I got to watch it. I'm pretty happy hey. with it. Going to give some notes. Hopefully it comes out, I don't know, October, November. We'll see. But you you all will be the first to know.
1: That's awesome. Um, And where can people find you on socials?
0: You can find me mostly on Instagram. I have a TikTok, but there are many spoofs of me. I don't even remember what my TikTok name is, but uh, (laughs) eventually I'll be on there because I'll have that special on there and you'll know about it. But uh, I'm on Instagram at Riv Butcher, and I am only Riv Butcher because that was all that was available. People call me Riv. I don't mind it, but it's not. I don't prefer it. (laughs) Interesting. Someone had River Butcher? someone had river butcher. I don't think it's their name. Wow. I think it's just a concept that they enjoyed and I tried to sure. to ask them for it. And also fun side story real quick about names. It the fact that there uh somebody had rb butcher on on Twitter. This is back when we were still I was still using it. Uh and Instagram. And I I wrote a very kind letter asking if they would consider giving it up for me to use it. And they said no. <laughs> And they had, like, very small amount of followers. It wasn't like, you know, and they were just like, no, this is my business. And I was like, okay. And I'm so grateful for that person because I I might not have actually, like, gone forward with, like, my name change. And, I like, it kind of was like, all right, I got to jump off the thing and just believe that it's going to be all right. And it's turned out fine because that was, like, two years ago. So very grateful to that person for saying no. You never know the Mm. power of no is what this episode is about, you know?
1: God Closes a door And opens a window You know what I mean
0: That's right <laughs> And turns on a disco ball
1: Shalom Aleichem Okay Uh oh, Shana
0: Tova right
1: Thank you It's it very late the By the time this
0: comes out But
1: Yeah um, okay. Well I am Gabe S. Dunn On uh, On Instagram And I'm Dabby Gunn On uh, TikTok And you can find me At the Just Between Us podcast And also the Bad With Money podcast um, And we'll be back In two weeks
0: Yeah Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thenewguyspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at thenewguyspod. This podcast is edited and produced by Logan Castrodale, music by Atlas Bishop, and art by Maya Scarpa. Thank you.